In an out of control runaway world, one man walks a lonely path down the dusty prairies of tomorrow. His destination, a future for mankind that doesn't suck. The poncho that keeps him warm, a vision of world peace given to humanity by the Creator. The trusty six gun at his side, a piercing understanding of how shit in this life actually works. And that soggy cigar butt clenched between his teeth, that blunt of truth will blow your fucking mind. Everybody. It is March 23rd, 2021. I'm International Sherrick. You're you. And we are broadcasting live from the new world. And you're important. Everybody's important in the new world. Peace is an all or nothing proposition. Everybody or nobody. That's why it's impossible. Every human being on the planet not acting out, not being crazy. How's that going to happen? We don't know. But it is a characteristic of the new world consciousness to accomplish the impossible. Just like the uh, the first trial run of the new world consciousness was the introduction of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that did something impossible. Because before then, there was no cure for alcoholism. It didn't exist. Your fate, if you were an alcoholic, alcoholic it was uh, jails institutions and death and i always love that story of uh, carl jung and bill wilson the founder of aa co-founder i guess technically uh, dr bob is just kind of like a drunk who went along for the ride but you know you can't have one founder of aa because the whole reason it works is it's one alcoholic helping another. So AA didn't come into existence until Bill Wilson helped Dr. Bob. That's what made AA happen. Uh, didn't take all the stuff off my desk. So now it's cluttered. All right. Can't do the show. That's it. Done. Yeah. All right. I'll keep going for you. So that's why you can't have one founder of AA. You have co-founders. Dr. Bob, who's just like you know, a drunk who got some help. Kind of like Ed McMahon. I'm sure that's not true. I just don't know much about Dr. Bob. I'm sure the Dr. Bob fans are like, you know, hating on me right now. <clears throat> Oh, Bill did not like Dr. Bob. Oh, no. Bobby boy. Oh, God. Dr. Bob had a resentment till the day he died. Couldn't get over it because Bill Wilson called him Bobby boy. He hated that. He seethed. Poured alcohol once in, uh, in um, uh, Bill's uh, lemonade. I'll show him Bobby boy. Didn't work, backfired. Anyway, a little history of AA. Not true. None of that happened. But uh, Bill Wilson did have a correspondence with Carl Jung, which fascinates me. I'm always interested in how 
Bill Wilson and AA intersected with uh, what was established at the time, like Carl Jung, and then they met with the Rockefellers. It's just so interesting to me. And Carl Jung said, this is impossible. I, I can't help the alcoholic. He knew that it was impossible. It couldn't help him. Even the great Carl Jung admitted he couldn't help alcoholics. And then uh, steps came along and solved the problem. That's why this is the first example of new world technology. I don't know how we got on this. Not sure. Kind of dreading doing this today. I don't have enough room on the desk. But anyway, we're here. And uh, my job is to help facilitate peace coming to the planet. You have to help too. Can't do it alone. But yes, peace is possible. I'm here to announce that. Peace is now possible. It wasn't always. But now it is with the introduction of the New World Consciousness. It's the same thing that uh, relieved alcoholics from the death sentence or going to the uh, insane asylum. Created a solution where none existed before. And isn't it interesting it addressed addiction? That's in the prescription for peace. Addiction. Script three. Manage the addiction. So there you go. Script two is heal the shame. And they really go hand in hand. Oh, so much better. Been waiting for that since the show started. Now the show really begins. All right. It's March 23rd, 2021. I'm International Shark. And we are broadcasting from the new world. Now we can start. Oh, yeah. Now I'm ready to go. All right. Save the planet. It's time to save the planet. So how do you save the planet? Well, step one, people have to wake up. And I'm not talking about woking up. I'm talking about waking up because there's a difference. When you wake up, you don't burn Dr. Seuss books. When you woke up, you burn Dr. Seuss books. Like the, you know, the, the, this, I saw it at the zoo. What was that? What's that one called? Slave wife. The zoo one, gone, electronically burned. You can't get it anymore. The Dr. Seuss, if I ran the zoo, that horrible, horrible book. I don't know if you saw that thing. If I ran the zoo, the horrible book needs to be banned at once. I'm so glad I woke up. I woke up. So I could ban Dr. Seuss books. I'm a good person. See how good I am. I'm banning Dr. Seuss books. Let me show you something. This is how uh, that kind of behavior always eats its own. Hold on one second. Hold on. I didn't set this up right today. Hold on. Oh, it's a mess. Everything's a mess right now. Just hold on. Relax. Just relax, okay? Here you go. Forcing black teen Vogue editor to resign over teen tweets is cancel culture at its worst. So, you know, teen Vogue. I don't know if you've seen that recently. I talked about it a while back when they had that, like, primer on for, like, 12-year-old girls on how to have ass sex. Oh, that's kind of interesting. 
I'm 11 and I read Teen Vogue and now I know how to have ass sex. They had a whole, like, devoted a whole article or an article or even a, uh, 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 what do you call that? An episode issue. Um, raise your hand if you ever said or wrote anything as a teenager that you would never utter as an adult. Not me. I was mute as a teenager. It was a rare disorder. and The doctors were stumped. So I couldn't speak. Sad. I recovered. Yeah. No, I did. Because I'm talking now. That's how. The assumption is that a majority of you reading this column raised your hand. No, I didn't. I was mute. I just told you. I was mute. I had a rare disorder as a teenager. This is not, this, already this article isn't acknowledging me and I feel uh, like this is no longer a safe space. I'm going to need to um, color. I think that'll help me. No, wait. Maybe I need to cancel somebody. That's going to help me. Let me find someone to cancel. That'll help me feel better. Hold on, please. I'm sipping a hot beverage from a ball jar. Ball. Hear my New York accent. Hold on, please. Oh, it really interferes with the bong rip sound effects. Anyway, perhaps you were in high school when social media didn't exist or was in its infancy. Didn't exist for me. They didn't even have handwriting when I was a kid. So there is no record of your rhetorical or written crime and therefore no ramifications. But an African-American journalist named Alexi McCammond didn't have that luxury. This accomplished journalist is just 27 years old. She's worked at Axios covering the 2008 midterms and Joe Biden's 2020 presidential campaign. She could be seen often as a contributor on MSNBC and NBC. Earlier this month, she was named editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue, part of the publish <clears throat> publishing giant Condé Nast. Two years ago, this is so boring. God, you're ruining my fucking podcast. Get to the goddamn point. Two years ago, now I really have to start. Okay, hold on. Hey, everybody. It's March 23rd, 2021. I'm International Shark, and we are broadcasting live from the new world. Okay, here comes, forget about everything else. This is the show now. Here comes the show. But then some racist and homophobic tweets were unearthed. Uh-oh. And McCammon resigned Thursday after the social media mob and multiple staffers at Teen Vogue demanded her scalp. All because she wrote some tweets that were racially insensitive and stupid as a teenager while a freshman in college. McCammon already had adamantly apologized for the tweets in question years ago, calling them idiotic, harmful, and racist. Quote, I'm beyond sorry for what you have experienced over the last 24 hours because of me. Horrible, horrible me. Oh, I'm so horrible. What I've put you through. Because I tweeted something insensitive. You've seen some offensive. This is still the quote. You've seen some offensive, idiotic tweets from when I was a teenager that perpetuated harmful and racist stereotypes about Asian Americans. McCammon wrote Monday, just days before her resignation. Quote. I apologize for them years ago, but I want to be clear today. I apologize deeply to all of you for the pain that has that this has caused. There's no excuse for language like that. I want to know what she said. 
she continued. I am determined to use the lessons I've learned as a journalist to advocate for a more diverse and equitable world. Those tweets aren't who I am, but I understand that I have lost some of your trust and I will work doubly hard to earn it back. But here's the most amazing part. The tweets in question were broached by McCammon proactively when interviewing for the Teen Vogue job. The powers that be told her they wouldn't be an issue. But the powers that be at many news organizations and publications no longer are powerful. It's the woke staffers who run the asylums now. That's interesting. The woke staffers. Take Donald. This is a boring article. Take Donald, but I can't stop. It just teases you along. It's like a bad girlfriend. Why am I in this relationship? The sex is terrible. She's boring. Are you listening to me? Of course. Not really. Take Donald McNeil Jr., formerly of the New York Times, for 45 years as an example. As a science, see now it's like, oh God, what's going on? As a science and health reporter, McNeil won a John Chancellor. Oh, duh. what am I doing? I'm oh, reading the article. John Chancellor Award while finishing first for international reporting. Oh, God. They didn't even put the tweets in. That's the part I wanted to see. Reporter, this is McNeil, hadn't used the slur with any intentions that were hateful or malicious. Anyway, so they're scouring. Two offensive tweets were found. They're just scouring for anything. It doesn't matter. You were a teenager. It doesn't matter how long ago. Eventually, cancel culture turns on everybody. All right. Thank God I got over that mysterious disease where I couldn't talk while I was a teenager. I don't have any anything planned for the show. I'm sorry. I don't have anything planned. I don't know what to do now. It's dead air. The weird part is you're still entertained. You see, that article was a snoozer and a half, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Put me to sleep. But I can do dead air and you still like it. So you're you captivated. Ah, Slave Wife says it's Tuesday. Go to the Playhouse. That's exactly what needs to happen. Thank God, International. Oh, my God. Talk about boring. I disagree with her. I think your show is terrible today. Because you were supposed to go to the Playhouse and you didn't. This is terrible and i wanted to open the show you know that you didn't even let me well i thought about it yeah for like two seconds maybe one second uh, half a second i wanted to open the show because i wanted to say that i wanted the audience to see who was really in charge of everything and also i want to say to the listeners international i want to say that i am a bigger star than you now can you believe that your podcast, but who became the star? Michael of Microphone. I'm like Tom Hanks. It's funny because I used to run his uh, his fan club, you know. Even though I did, I don't like Tom Hanks, but I still ran his fan. I still ran his fan club. It's not figure that one out. Hey, what what's that about, Michael? Michael the Microphone. Why 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 are you running his fan club if you don't even like him? I don't know, Mr. Coffee. God, that guy's so annoying. This is asking stupid questions. I don't know, Mr. Coffee. 
why is the why is your coaster tosser so cheap? Do you know Do you know why? No, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm just uh, I'm just I'm just missing fucking coffee. What do I do? What do I know about toaster toasters? See, exactly. So I don't know why I was the fan of Tom Hanks fan club. I mean, the head. It's a terrible actor. Terrible. He is the worst international. I don't think there's anyone that would disagree with me. Steven Spielberg is in love with him. Wants to have sex with him, I'm sure. Plays it so obvious. Oh, if they, if they haven't already done it, you know, you know that Steven Spielberg wants to. Anyway, that's what I heard as president of the fan club. I'm not saying, but you know. The kind of sordid stuff that goes on in Hollywood, please. You've got a lot to say this morning. I always have a lot to say internationally. You know that's why I wanted to open the show and make sure everyone's aware that I'm now officially a bigger star than you. Best thing you ever did was listen to Slave Wipe and give birth to Mike the mic. Mike a little microphone. It's all because I own all to I owe it all to Slave Wife. Uh, oh, that's so pleasant. You and your belching, no wonder. No wonder you have five listeners in our national. I owe it all to Slave Wife. She gave me life. And back off, Boone. Every time I mention Slave Wife, you know, it was Boone sniffing her out. Go, boom, go away. Go get your horse trouble. I don't know, Ashley, I think they're having sex. You think everyone's having sex? Well, everyone is. Up. Wake up, international. You're, you're a shrew, shrew. I'm a what? You're a prude. Is there anyone in the playhouse that you currently like? Yes, plenty of people. At least one. And who's that? It's obvious who I like. Who I like international, my favorite person in the playhouse is. It's not obvious to me. Greta Thimble. Greta Thimble. Yes. Have you, international, have you ever sat down and just talked to her? Just... Have you ever taken her hands in yours, leaned in, and gazed into her eyes and just had a conversation with her? Well, all she ever says is, how dare you? Mike, I heard what you said and I didn't like it. But that's true. Oh, ye of little listening. I am a Greta Thimble Whisper International. You can ask me what she's saying. You mean behind the her her, her mono phrase, there, there's more meaning. Exactly. And she's a delightful person. Is she delightful, or are you a star? You know what? A star? You know what? Yeah, like a star fucker. Thank you. Mr. Coffee, I know what he means. Oh, God. And I actually, you think I like Greta Simple because she's famous? 
I don't like Mr. Coffee. He's famous. Can't stand him. Boone's a little bit famous because he was Marlboro Man number two. So, um, Mike, I think we're supposed to be going to the playhouse. We are. I'm so happy you're remembering. Thanks to Slave Wife. Hi, Slave Wife. My soulmate sister. Hi. She said hi, International. Look at that. Oh. Oh. She said hi to me. I wouldn't exist. Oh, International. Look at that. Read it. Read it to the audience. Read it now, International. Go ahead. I wanted you to open today's show, too. Oh. Is that incredible? She wanted me to open the show, too. Everyone wants me to open the show except yo. All right, well, should we go to the Playhouse? Let's do it. And please promise me, International, you won't do any sound effects of doors opening. Oh, God, so terrible. It was so terrible last time. I won't. Okay, good. Doubt. Ari. Yeah, Mike? International's coming to the Playhouse. Can you believe this? Oh, wow. It's so exciting. I know. It's incredible. Slave wife reminded him. Otherwise, he would never have come. Thank God for slave wife. Yeah. Thank God for slave wife, Mike. It's what I just said, Ori. Anyway, she's my soulmate sister. You don't have to overdo it. Just agree with me. Stop trying to be her soulmate sister because you're not, Ori. I wasn't trying to be her soulmate sister, Mike. All right, well, let's just let it go in the spirit of forgiveness. It's international's coming over to the playhouse. Okay, I like that idea. Good. So close your yapper for once and let's, uh, international. Come on, let's go. Here's the front door. Like, I really kind of want to do a, a sound effect. Mike? Yeah. International want to go silent. It's because you're making me so bad. I can't even speak. Imagine that. I told you I do not want you doing any door sound effects. I'm very controlling. You know that. You, you can push me. And my control, the hairs on the back of my microphone stand up straight. And you're just making it really difficult for me because you know how controlling I am. Can it, what if I what if I promise to do a good sound effect? That's a no, huh? Yes. A yes? A no. It's a no, international. Okay, go ahead and do it. Oh my god, let's just get inside already. Okay, here I go. I mean, it's all right. It's a lot, again, it's a little spooky. There's no ghosts inside or anything. You make it too spooky, International. It's a playhouse. It's supposed to be fun. Ari, what do you think of International's door opening? I thought it was kind of good. He doesn't know it. International. Ari doesn't know anything about door opening sound effects. I wouldn't even listen to him. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too, Mike. Oh, whoop de doo That's great, Mr. Coffee. Yeah, and I liked it too. 
Oh, it's boom. Mike, do you have anything good to say about anybody? Yes. Greta, where are you? Greta Internationals. Internationals here. Come say hi. There she is, International. How dare you? <laughs> International. Say hello to Greta. Hi, Greta. How dare you? Oh, isn't she lovely? Greta International's coming to the playhouse because we really need to get going on some stuff. Like, what the hell are we even doing here? So Slave Wife made sure that International came to the playhouse today on Tuesday. How dare you? Exactly. International, come inside. I would offer you a scone, but uh, we know how that's going. Sorry, International. It's all right, Ori. It's okay. I know you really like the scones, and you probably eat too many of them. That's an understatement. The scone delivery guy was like, he couldn't believe what's going on. Like, he was concerned. I told him, Ori's eating them all. He was concerned. That's the scone delivery guy, International, was concerned about Ori's not even a doctor. Hold, please. Hey, Boone, how's it going? Or international, it's going. I would, I would say it's going really well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I haven't heard too much from you recently. Yeah, you know, I've been having some trouble with my horse. Trouble? Well, makes sense, huh? Yeah. And uh, Mac told me that y'all came across a book about some gal. Now, I don't remember her name. Mike, what was her name? Like I remember. International's the one has to remember, or none of us is going to remember. And I don't think he has a clue. International, what was her name? Tara. You see, there's a slave wife. Oh, slave wife. She remembered. Tara Cummings. That's exactly the name. International. Boots. Way to go, Boots. Cummings. C-U-M. Remember International? Yeah, I remember. And you thought it was like quasi-pornographic. Exactly. Bone. Yeah, Mike. I have to apologize to you. I owe you an apology. Yeah, what's that? I thought that you might be having sex with your horse. You did? I did, and I'm so sorry for making assumptions. Well, now, Mike, that wouldn't be the first time that a cowboy had physical relationships, physical relations with his steed. Huh? International. This is, I don't like where this is going. You see what I'm saying about Boone? It's pretty much confirming what I thought originally. There's no way to, no way that Boone is having sex with his horse. And now here he is. Virtually confirming it. 
Bode, where's the trouble now? Well, you know, Max, you don't like to come to the house, to the playhouse. She don't like that street. Boone, what's the address? It's at the corner of chaos and, well, now I don't even remember the street. It's the corner of chaos and thank you, slave. Oh, slave wife, you helped. You helped the cowboy out. Corner of chaos and sanity street. Chaos and sanity streets. International. You're feeling insecure about Bud's voice. It's running the show. And I don't like I don't like the way he's talking directly to Slave Wife. I don't think that should be allowed. What do you think's going on, Boone, with the uh, with with trouble? Well, I don't know. Like I told you when we Come on down Chaos Street, but we don't have any problem at all. And once we got to take that turn on to sanity, well, she don't want to go. Yeah. I'm not sure. What, what do you just like tie her up? Yeah, I tied her to a, to, to a lamp post, left her there. And then uh, throughout the day, I'll maybe bring her some, some oats couple handfuls of hay and she looks sad international gotta tell you the truth she looks sad I'd like to understand that better why uh, why she doesn't want to come <laughs> where to now I had plans for today. Uh, Corchat wants to see how's in Scheiser. Anyway, Mike, you know, uh, I imagine that you would just uh, kind of call everybody together. I was thinking that's how we could do it. Well, I really like that idea, International. And it's just sad to me that you're not very invested right now. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, I'm trying something a little different. And what are you trying? Maybe you should just tell me or something. Well, I'm seeing if we can kind of bring these two disparate pieces together and synthesize them. You know how I'm outside of the playhouse and I don't want to go to the playhouse because I feel like if I go to the playhouse and I'm being irresponsible somehow. And so thinking is there a way to synthesize these two they seem like an either or and you know in the new world we're always looking for the either and that's the synthesis that's right you always talk about that international synthesis i know and it's so important because what's happening is the great synthesis oh that sounds so intriguing tell me more well, should we talk to everybody? Let's try it. Let's let's see how your plan goes, International. This could be a hit. I'd really like to say. All right. Well, do you want to gather everybody? Do I? 
Please. A chance to be bossy and tell people what to do? What do you think? Come on, international. Don't be stupid. All right. Everybody, listen up. We are going to assemble in the auditorium. Because International has some really important business to talk about with all of you. And I think it has to do with saving the world. And I'm serious about that. I'm not blowing smoke up your asses. Even though that might help some of you to wake up and get with the program. <coughs> oh, great. There goes your voice. Oh, so annoying that I have to live through you, International. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. We've talked about that before, haven't we? It's just the same thing human beings go through with the divine. Divine created us just like I created you. And we just want to be free from the divine. Well, I know how you human beings feel. I just want to be Mike the Mike on my own. I don't feel like, yeah, everything I say has to come through you. Oh, God, this is like a, I'm trapped. So much for free will. Same thing for humans. The only area we have free will, Mike, is in what we choose to believe. That's so interesting. Because what we believe creates the reality we inhabit. Oh, I like this. Let me get... Stop, International. Everyone needs to hear loud. Let me get everyone together. I don't want to say it again, everybody. An International's voice is really straight. So if I have to yell, I'm not... International, stop biting your cheek. You're making me sound like an idiot. All right, I'll try. Everybody in the auditorium, too sweet. All right, international. They're all they're all going into the auditorium. This is great. Doctor Dothendorfer, get in. Oh, he's on he's on the schnapps. International, Doctor Dothendorfer, into the auditorium. And where is this person you've been promising us? The international person that would be in charge of the twelve step meetings, the recovery director of recovery. Mickey D. You think we need him? I don't think anything. You know. You just don't want to do the accent. Oh, it's Mickey D. Ah, Mike the Mike. Mickey D. You're here. I am. Oh, international. It's Mickey D. And oh, I'm so glad to be here at the playhouse. Is that Australian or Cockney? It's terrible international. <laughs> I know. That's what I was telling you. I don't care, though. You know, it's so great to see Mickey D. He's so cheery. I love him. He's like a, he's like a, he's like a flaming ball of energy and excitement. It's right. If you held a penny up to your eye, you it's all you see, but it's not worth very much. Huh? International, what is he talking? <laughs> what is he talking? <laughs> what, is, 
What is he talking about, international? Is he drunk? Uh, I don't think he's drunk. I just think he's full of like, uh, uh, <laughs> he's full of AA sayings. Apparently so. You think Corchat doesn't know where these Australian cockney are pirate? He's like a mix of all of them. Fear! False evidence appearing real! Oh my god, I love that guy! Mickey Day, where have you been all this time? Oh, I don't know, Mike the Mike, put on me in there! You are. You're, you're, you're so here. You're so present. I've never met anybody as president. Not as president. What am I saying, International? Stop flubbing my lines. God. I've never met anybody as president as you, Mickey D. It's too bad you're named after a fast food restaurant. I wonder what that's all about. Well, where's the meeting, Mike? Oh, I need a meeting. International, what happens if this guy needs a meeting and he doesn't go and suddenly I'm worried? I'm not sure. Well, how well do you know him? Uh, not well at all. So how, who hired this guy? I did. Ari? International, did Ari hire Mickey D? I think so. Ari, how do you know him? Oh, look, International, we're out of time. You didn't even notice. Oh, we're out. It's like 44 minutes. And tell them about the de-windbagging software, International. They get confused. Yeah, it's not going to be 44 minutes for you. It's 44 minutes for us. We're in a different time-space continuum. It's going to be shorter for you because we de-windbagged the shit out of this. And we didn't get anything done today, Mike. Please, I think this was incredible. You do? Yes. You are attempting to bring some synthesis to the either or situation that's been plaguing you. Uh. Oh. Another one of those famous belches or whatever you got. If you have to belch, just go ahead, international. So I'm going to, I'm in acceptance. Hey, Mickey D. Yeah, Mike. No. Mickey D, you're not Mr. Coffee. Please. Oi. Mike, what's up? I'd like to report some success. I experienced going into acceptance. Oh, that's great, Mike. I'm really excited for you. And actually, I think he's about to wrestle a crocodile or something. It's like He's like part Steve Irwin and part Bert from Mary Poppins, which... I love. You know, it's my favorite movie, International. You know that. Well, we didn't get to go to the auditorium. Uh, Mike will have to do that uh, another time. We will all be waiting for you there, International. I just can't wait. I'm so excited about the synthesis, and we're going to get some some relief in the in the recovery department. Although, I don't know if that's... I don't know how I feel about the Mickey D guy. I'm excited about him, though. He's a bundle of energy. All right, so I guess we can end for today. Yes, and we'll consider it a success international. Way to go. Way to be brave. Go after the synthesis. We're going to talk about world peace and 
how the playhouse is going to bring peace to the world. This is so exciting. Finally, I have a purpose in life. Besides just re- receiving sound penises. Well, that's great, Mike. I'm glad you feel that way. Send the show already. God, what are you waiting for? It's way over time. This guy, Mickey D's going to start talking. And you, he won't be able to shut up. Just end the show. Okay. All right. We went long today, but we'll see everybody tomorrow on Wednesday. Bye.